It's the Pete Callender Show. With more than 20 years as a reporter and radio host in North Carolina, Pete Callender is helping solve the world's problems one podcast at a time. Because he's a giver. And now, here's Pete. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, wow, what a difference just one month makes. Really, four weeks and all of a sudden a story that wasn't a story is now a story. It's so amazing. What could have happened in the last four weeks? We'll get to it. The show is made possible by patrons like Gene and Ben, Alan, Ron, Juanita, Pamela, Stephen, Nancy, Jim, and Robbie. Jan and Daryl, thank you very much for becoming patrons of the program. And you can as well, just by going to thepetecalendarshow.com, clicking on the link at the top, you get exclusive content, which, by the way, we're going to be rolling out more of that in the new year. We are approaching our one-year anniversary. I know. Did you think that this podcast would last a year every single day? It's true. It has. Quite a feat. A feat by Pete and you. Thanks for making it possible. Also, the show is made possible by sponsors like General Equipment Rental. So if you are thinking about uh, doing a project around the house or maybe you're a general contractor and you need a tool, but you don't want to buy that tool because you just need it for the one project, well, go to General Equipment Rental and, as the name would indicate, uh, you rent the equipment that you need for that project. And then you give it back and it's done. The project is done. Uh, it's done on time. It's done correctly and easily because you had the right tool. That's the key. If you ever try to do projects or I learned this actually working on cars and then when I was renovating a house, that having the right tool makes a huge difference. Get it done faster. Um, I made fewer trips up to the big box store <laughs> to buy various things that I didn't know what I was buying because I was trying to do the project and I did not have the tool and I did not have the expertise. Uh, so you can use general equipment rental for their expertise as well. They'll tell you how to use the tool and for what kind of projects it's best for. Um, and they can guide you. Uh, maybe you need a different tool that you weren't aware uh, was a better tool for that job. Anyway, just ask them. Go on into their store. It is located at the intersection of Merriman Avenue and Reams Creek Road. It is uh, family-owned and operated for three generations in Weaverville. General Equipment Rental, their website, generalrents.com. And they are your official licensed Husqvarna and Honda Outdoor Power Equipment Sales and Service Provider. They've got a great deal right now on the Husqvarna Auto Mower, 10% off while supplies last. This thing mows your yard for you. You never have to mow your yard again. Technology is wonderful, isn't it? How fantastic of a Christmas present will that be? Um, also, with the rise of the COVID, again, if you are interested in getting the misters to uh, decontaminate everything, they've got those. General Equipment Rental in Weaverville, generalrents.com. Think outside your toolbox. So I'm old enough to remember this. I was put through a phony witch hunt for three years. It started before I even got elected. They spied on my campaign. No president should ever have to go through what I went through. Let me just say this. Mueller and 18 angry Democrats and FBI agents all over the place spent $48 million. They went through everything I had, including my tax returns, and they found absolutely no collusion and nothing wrong. 48 million. I guarantee you, if I spent 1 million on you, Joe, I could find plenty wrong. Because right. the kind of things that you've done and the kind of monies that your family has taken, I mean, your brother made money in Iraq, me millions of dollars. Your other bro brother made a fortune. And it's all through you, Joe. And they say you get some of it. And you do live very well. You have houses all over the place. You live very well. All right, gentlemen, let me just ask oh, some dear. questions about all of this broadly. Vice President Biden, there have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. With regard to Ukraine, we had this whole question about whether or not, because he was on the board, I later learned of a Burisma, a company, that somehow I had done something wrong. Yet every single solitary person when he was going through his impeachment testifying under oath who worked for him, said, I did my job impeccably. I carried out U.S. policy. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. Not a single thing. 
number one. Number two, the guy who got in trouble in Ukraine was this guy trying to bribe the Ukrainian government to say something negative about me, which they would not do and did not do because it never, ever, ever happened. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had, a, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Never President Trump, deal with let me, let me ask way, my question to you. But could I just one, one thing? Very quickly. His son didn't have a job for a long time, was sadly no longer in the military service. I won't get into that. And he didn't have a job. As soon as he became vice president, Burisma, not the best look, not the best reputation in the world. I hear they paid him 183000 a month. Listen to this. 183, and they gave him a $3 million upfront payment. All right. And he had no I, energy I'm going to let the vice president That's respond to that quickly, and then dishonest. I need to get to a question to you. Very No quickly, basis for that. Everybody investigated that. No one said anything he did was wrong in Ukraine. Okay, President Trump, this is... I'm old enough to remember that entire exchange, aren't you? It was October 22nd. It was during the presidential debate. And this was before the election, which I think may have something to do with the media's unwillingness and disinterest in covering this story. In fact, I still have. This is one of the things about doing uh, reporting or journalism, even though I am a talk show host, I'm not a journalist. But, you know, I was a reporter for almost a decade. And so uh, I, you know, some of those uh, habits die hard and I just keep a lot of this stuff. I keep records and I've got all of these pages here from the Hunter Biden non-scandal scandal from before the election. So let's let's run through some of the headlines, shall we? How about this? The truth behind the Hunter Biden non-scandal. This was <laughs> This was the headline at the Washington Post op-ed by David Ignatius. Um Ratcliffe says Hunter Biden laptop emails not part of some Russian disinformation campaign. Remember that story? This was what they, they had 50 former intelligence and defense officials. They say that this whole story about Hunter Biden and the laptop, it's all part of a Russia disinformation campaign. So then the uh, head of the uh, DNI, the Department of National Intelligence, John Radcliffe, had to come out and say, uh, or sorry, the director of national intelligence, John Radcliffe, had to come out and say, no, no. This is not actually part of some Russian disinformation campaign. Here's another headline. Fox News laptop connected to Hunter Biden linked to FBI money laundering probe. That was an, that, that was the, the Fox News story from October 21st, which would have been one day before that presidential debate. And by the way, this was a tactic. I think we went over this at the time. This is a tactic that uh, media uses in order to force stories into the mainstream they they they'll publish their bombshell story a day or two or the day of um a debate you know they'll they'll do it ahead of a debate so this way it forces the moderator to have to ask the question and it can make things uncomfortable for the candidates that are being targeted and by candidates being targeted i'm talking about republicans so yeah this is what fox tried to do except uh, it didn't really work so well because the moderators you know, didn't really want to press the candidates on this matter. Uh, and you already had the talking points, the narrative crafting. It had already gone out that this has already been investigated and there isn't anything there. Joe Biden denies any wrongdoing. There's nothing unethical. I love the question, too, from that debate. Uh, you know, was there anything inappropriate or unethical about that? Like, that that is that's such a it's such a dishonestly misleading softball question, right? That's not a challenging skeptical approach to a question. Um, that is, there's nothing wrong here, right? That's essentially what you're saying. It's the same thing as, okay. So here, I'll let you in on a secret. Um, do you ever want the last pizza uh, piece of pizza in the box, but you don't want to, you know, seem pushy or bullying? So what do you do? You ask, if, you ask, does anybody want this? Mm -mm, no, if you want that piece of pizza, you need to say it like this. You don't want that piece of pizza, do you? And if you say it like that, it induces a reaction from the person that usually people are more agreeable and they're like, okay, no, that's fine. I don't know. You can have it. So you didn't want that, did you? If you frame it like that. So this is the thing about questions and, and pollsters and debate moderators. 
the laptop connected to Hunter Biden linked to FBI money laundering probe. The FBI's subpoena of a laptop and hard drive purportedly belonging to Hunter Biden came in connection with a money laundering investigation in late 2019. That was the Fox story. Daily Caller News Foundation emails say Burisma consultant linked to Hunter Biden approached top State Department official to arrange Ukraine meeting. Next up, Michael Goodwin, columnist, New York Post, Hunter Biden business partner, confirms emails, details Joe Biden's push to make millions from China. Adam Shaw and Brooke Singman at Fox News. Headline, plausible deniability. Tony Bobolinsky claims Biden family shrugged off concerns about risk to 2020 bid. Next up, uh, New York Post. Headline, Hunter Biden emails Tony Bobolinsky says he was warned, quote, you're just going to bury all of us. Next up, uh, this, oh, I don't even know what paper this comes from. I apologize. I failed to, uh, I failed to grab the, this may, this may be daily news as well, or uh, uh, the daily caller rather. Um, Oh no, I'm sorry. New York Post as well. Smoking gun email reveals how Hunter Biden introduced Ukrainian businessman to VP dad. Headline, Margot Cleveland, senior contributor to The Federalist. Headline, the Biden corruption scandal isn't about Hunter, it's about Joe. And finally, source on alleged Hunter Biden email chain verifies message about Chinese investment firm. That is from Fox News. So you'll notice... Not a lot of uh, stories here from CNN, MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC, right? New York Times, Washington Post, uh, LA Times. There's just not a lot of headlines there from those organizations. Why? Well, remember, they spiked this story. Some of those networks didn't even cover any of this stuff. So, and when they did, it was all through this prism of, This is all a Russian disinformation campaign. You can't trust any of this stuff. They're just trying to distract everybody from how bad Donald Trump is. Oh, this is an October surprise. Why haven't we heard about any of this before? This is just the right-wing media echo chamber. Oh, what a difference a month makes. Headline at Politico, of all places. And I say that because Politico, uh, you'll recall... They were not keen on reporting on this story at the beginning of all of this either back in October. But now, credit where it's due, they finally do get around to covering the story on December 9th. Ben Schreckinger from Politico. Justice Department's interest in Hunter Biden covered more than taxes. (gasps) No, you don't say. Really? By the way, um... If you need a new mattress, really, then go to Mattress Man. That's where I went to get my mattress. Uh, And thank you to all of the listeners of the show who go to Mattress Man and have been to Mattress Man. Uh, I just got word of another um, listener of the program that went to Mattress Man because they tell me, the guys at Mattress Man, they tell me, hey, we just got somebody who mentioned you, which is what I I asked them to tell me and what I ask you to tell them so this way we can, you know, track that this advertising works and it supports the business that supports the show. So you need a mattress? Go to Mattress Man. Mattressmanstores.com and it's a great time to go because they got great deals. They got mountains of inventory. There were a lot of mattress companies that had their uh, distribution and manufacturing and supply lines all disrupted because of COVID. And so, uh, you know, the original lockdowns and such. And so they're they're kind of tight on inventory. But that is not the case at Mattress Man. Uh, they just do things better, you know, locally owned and operated. And so uh, they they have much more control versus some of these, you know, large corporate kinds of uh, outfits. So they can offer you the triple zero deal financing deal, which is zero money down, zero APR interest for 24 months, zero payments for 90 days. Win, win, win. Then they've got a free Biltmore mattress box spring. You get a free box spring with the purchase of a mattress. You can uh, pick up a free adjustable base with the purchase of other select mattresses. You can also, if you just want to go and pick up a mattress, they call it the grab and go deal. uh, Because as I said, they've got mountains of inventory. You just roll up, grab a mattress and go, well, you got to pay for it. I mean, you do but it's almost like you're not even paying for it. $189. Like, you don't even need the financing for that. $189. You can grab and go a mattress. They, you can pick up a queen-sized 
gel hybrid bed in a box for just $299. Okay, go to Mattress Man. Uh, they got four stores in Asheville, Arden, and Hendersonville. They do ship nationwide. They have five-star local delivery service. They have a 120-day comfort guarantee. And, yes, they do have a website. Thank you for asking. Mattressmanstores.com. Buy local and sleep better. So, Politico, interestingly enough, discovers that there is, in fact, a federal investigation into President-elect Joe Biden's son, Hunter. It has been more extensive than a statement from Hunter Biden indicates. <gasps> no, really. This is according to a person with firsthand knowledge of the investigation. On Wednesday, Hunter Biden said he had been contacted about a tax index uh, investigation out of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware. But wait, there's more. It's not just <laughs> the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware. The Securities Fraud Unit in the Southern District of New York has also is also scrutinizing Hunter Biden's finances, according to the person with direct knowledge of the investigation. The person said that as of early last year, investigators in Delaware and Washington were also probing potential money laundering and Hunter Biden's foreign ties. The person spoke on the condition of anonymity because they are not authorized to discuss the matter publicly. So Fox News was right. The New York Post was right. Remember, the New York Post, when they did this story, do you remember what happened? Media circled the wagons around Joe Biden, protect the precious, and Twitter and Facebook censored the New York Post. Twitter locked their account. Twitter blocked people from sharing the article. They slapped all sorts of warnings about fake news on the site and on uh, on tweets with it. Yeah, the New York Post was correct. The New York Post was correct. They did a story and big tech censored it. And they censored it in furtherance of Joe Biden's prospects. And big media, they defended th that decision by big tech and defended Joe Biden and attacked the critics and then gave th the one question at the debate, was there anything inappropriate? I mean, you just want to just knock this down and we can move on. Okay, great. And what does Biden say? Oh, no, people have looked at this. Everybody's told me there's nothing wrong. Um... There are three investigations going on. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert. There's another investigation besides the one in Delaware and the one in District of New York, the Southern District of New York. Um, you also have federal authorities in the Western District of Pennsylvania conducting a criminal investigation of a hospital business in which Joe Biden's brother, James, was involved. Federal officials have asked questions about James Biden's role in the business, according to a second person with direct knowledge of that investigation, who says that investigation continues. It is ongoing. Mm-hmm. Now, Politico reports, there's no indication that Joe Biden himself is under investigation. But if the case remains open when Joe Biden takes office, they could complicate, or sorry, the case is, they could complicate his presidency and shine an unflattering light on his relatives' dealings, which often seek to capitalize on the Biden family's political connections. Now, this this sentence strikes me in many different ways here. Uh, first off, an unflattering light. An unflat do you think a Republican gets that kind of description about three investigations into people that are related to him? Do you think a Republican walking into the light? No, they get put under surveillance by the Obama administration, right? You got family members that are involved in deals like this with foreign entities, uh, and you got nonprofits all set up and businesses set up, and you're making connections and introductions and a lot of money flowing back and forth. Um, no, that, that's the kind of stuff that gets you a visit from the FBI. That's the kind of stuff that gets your phones tapped, right? That's the kind of stuff that gets FISA warrants issued against you and your campaign. That's the kind of stuff that leads to sting operations and then impeachment. That's what happens to a Republican. Now, that Republican happened to be Donald Trump, but I set that aside because the weaponization that occurred of our intelligence and judicial um, agencies, our justice agencies, uh, 
against Donald Trump is terrifying. It's terrifying. And not for nothing, the guy that's about to walk into the White House, Joe Biden, was part of that administration that did it. So whatever's going to come out, you know, darn well better come out now before he takes office. Because once he gets in there, if you think any of this stuff comes to light, you're kidding yourself. So an unflattering light, he, uh, he describes it as. It could shine an unflattering light on his relatives' dealings. Yeah, that is one way to say it. Which often seek to capitalize. So his relatives often seek to capitalize on the Biden family's political connections. Often, why do you say often? What do you mean they often seek to capitalize? I'm unaware of such evidence, such cases. Where are all of these examples of the Bidens seeking to often capitalize? How often are we talking about? I I love how they just sort of pick up the story as if there's some base of knowledge out there in, uh, you know, the, the mainstream American population that knows all of these stories. They don't. Because as I just went over, most of those headlines, they were done by conservative and you know, uh, right-leaning outlets. The, the, quote, mainstream legacy media, they didn't cover this stuff like this. So how, how do you expect your audience to even know what you're talking about, let alone to say that, you know, Biden's relatives often seek to capitalize on the family's political connections? And that's the other thing, too, there— what, what do you mean capitalize on their connections? How exactly does one go about doing that? And if it's happening so often, why is this the first time we're hearing of it, Politico? How have they been capitalizing on political connections? I'd like some examples of that. However, Politico does not offer us any. Back to the story. Biden, Harris, transition team put out a statement, quote, President-elect Biden is deeply proud of his son, who has fought through difficult challenges, including the vicious personal attacks of recent months only to emerge stronger. Which is not actually a response to any of the direct accusations or concerns that are raised in this report. You have three different investigations going on regarding money laundering, corruption, uh, ties to foreign entities. Right, This is... It's more than just taxes. It's more than just a probe into his taxes, which irony of ironies, don't you think? Like, for how long have they been demanding that Trump release his tax returns? Because obviously he's done something wrong on his taxes. Even and before it was Trump, it was Mitt Romney, right? Mitt Romney didn't pay his taxes. That bald faced lie by Harry Reid and um, which you know, for the record, he admitted was all a made-up lie. When they asked him about it afterwards, he said, well, Mitt Romney didn't win, did he? And to him, the ends justify the means. So you can smear somebody like that, accuse them of committing a crime without any evidence, all in furtherance of your political agenda. And it's okay. That's the standard. And so they went after Trump for the same thing, for these taxes. And at the end of the day, I think it's hilarious that the Hunter Biden story starts with this question of, Taxes. The investigation has dealt primarily with his financial ties to foreign figures and businesses, according to the person familiar with the investigation. In a standard practice for tax investigations, the tax division at Maine Justice in Washington has also been involved in the probe. In recent years, Hunter Biden has served on the board of the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, whose founder faced allegations of corruption and did legal work for Gabriel Popovicu, a Romanian businessman accused of corruption. Oh, yeah. And... um. Hunter Biden also pursued deals with Chinese oil magnate Yi Zhengming and an associate of Yi's, Patrick Ho. In 2018, Ho was convicted in the Southern District of New York for violating the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act over his attempts to bribe government officials in Chad and Uganda. So... These are the people that Hunter Biden has been consorting with for business purposes, of course. All legitimate, I was told. Nothing wrong, nothing unethical, nothing going on here. Hunter has emerged even stronger. Even stronger. If you need some really strong 
cold weather gear, go to Old Grouch's Military Surplus. For real, he's got all sorts of cold weather gear, military-grade thermal underwear. He's got Gore-Tex jackets, uh, field jackets, solid green and camo, wool and fleece toboggans, wool socks. Also, uh, he's got some military concertina wire that's in now. Those are the rolls, uh, like uh, like the barb wire and stuff, but these are the like these are a lot stronger. A lot stronger. He also has some limited edition survival outdoor kits. Uh, these are at the website, oldgrouch.com, featuring high-quality Swedish-made Mora knives, fire starters, canteens, compasses, and more. And it's all packed into your choice of an ammo can or a nice shoulder bag that is a repurposed uh, gas mask bag from the Finnish Army. So uh, it's a really cool gift, and it's a great starter kit for people that are trying to build up their emergency supplies, or if they just, you know, you know somebody likes to go camping or hiking, you want to start with a good survival kit because you never know. You just don't ever know. When you go out into the, you know, into the backwoods and such, and you're going to go hiking around, you want to be prepared. So go to Old Grouch's Military Surplus on Main Street in downtown Clyde. The shop is open Monday through Saturday. It's across the street from the anti-aircraft gun and at Old Grouch. Dot com. So, Hunter Biden, here's the uh, uh, Oliver Darcy piece from CNN. Oliver Darcy, along with uh, Brian Stelter, they do the media analysis because it takes two of them to constantly watch Fox News and bash Fox News for all of their coverage. And so Oliver Darcy, uh, who, by the way, I think he used to be. I mean, well, let me let me back up here because Curtis Houck, who is the managing editor at Newsbuster, he calls Oliver Darcy, a conservative media Benedict Arnold. <laughs> so I think, and I do recall somewhat that Darcy used to work for some publication. I could find it, but I'll take Curtis's word for it that Darcy worked for a, a conservative publication. Anyway, with the news cycle, as this is what Darcy writes in his newsletter, with the news cycle as chaotic as it has ever been, knowing what stories to focus on is as important as ever. Wednesday provided a great example of this, with Hunter Biden confirming that he is being investigated for his taxes. CNN had been chasing this news and I'm sure, yes, and has had asked for a comment which likely prompted the Biden camp to go public. So they're like claiming credit. <laughs> He's claiming credit, which is what Curtis Houck says. Um, they're reacting to the Hunter Biden revelation uh, as well as the Eric Swalwell China story. I'm going to get to that in a minute. They're expressing no regrets about their earlier censorship efforts and are 100% taking Swalwell at his word for this. Okay. Meanwhile, Stephen Miller at the Spectator U.S. edition says, so basically every single thing the New York Post reported and Bobolinsky confirmed and then Twitter censored that story at the behest of the and to the cheers of the journalists. See, it's OK to report it now because these guys are all off the hook for another four years of Trump. So nobody is screaming at them about emails now. Just incredible cowardice, all of them. And maybe it would have changed the outcome of the election. I believe it would have. Maybe it doesn't. And that is 100% completely beside the point of what happened here. Media, you have forfeited your right to lecture anybody about the importance of truth and facts. Not Facebook, not Donald Trump, and certainly not your readers and viewers. Because Darcy says that, uh, yes, the son of the president-elect being under federal investigation is a big story. Indeed, there is no doubt about that. But is it a bigger story than the actual president trying to overturn the results of the U.S. election? No, it's not. Is it more important than the pandemic surging across the country, killing thousands of people each week? No, it is not. Covering the Hunter Biden story is important, but it should be in proportion, which I don't even know what that means. It should be in proportion. What are you saying? So you're dictating to us the size that the story should be? What does that mean? That you don't want to give it too much oxygen. We don't want it to, you know, overwhelm the coverage. We're not going to go wall to wall. It's not that big of a story. I mean, just because there is some shady business dealings involving every family member around the guy that's about to be president, I mean, that's not nearly as big of a story as these other two stories that we deem to be bigger, and so therefore we just can't cover three stories on a 24-hour-a-day news network. We can only cover these two stories. This is nuts. 
It's gaslighting is what it is. It's a form of mental abuse. Here's NPR. I love this. Remember NPR? I talked about this at the time. NPR in, let's see here, what is the date? It's very small. It's October 22nd, the day of the presidential debate. Day, uh, so all of this stuff is hitting about Hunter Biden's laptop and Bobolinsky, right? All of this stuff is coming out. And NPR says, uh, we answer readers' questions. And here's what they the question was. Why haven't you seen any stories from NPR about the New York Post's Hunter Biden story? Well, quote, we don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. And we don't want to waste the listeners and readers time on stories that are just pure distractions. Fast forward from October 22nd to December 9th. uh, Yeah, December 9th. President-elect Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, says he was recently informed he's under federal investigation over a tax matter. It's not just a tax matter, folks. But good to know that NPR at least regurgitated Hunter Biden's story, right? They took his narrative and made that the headline. That's just stenography right there. Oh, that's all that is. That's just stenography. So I wonder, do you do you ever have a mea culpa at some point? Do you ever come back and apologize to your audience? Look, we're sorry. We told you that this wasn't a story, and it actually was. We called this a, quote, pure distraction, and in fact, it wasn't. In fact, the New York Post story was correct, right? They they That was journalism they were practicing, that we censored, and we cheered the censorship, right? People at CNN were cheering for the censorship of uh, of the New York Post story, the shutting down of their Twitter account. And you had people in the media, Jake Tapper at CNN, they, he, he was saying, well, look, all they have to do is delete the tweet and they'll have their account reopened. Like, how dare you? Are you a member of the media? Are you a journalist or not? Well, we know the answer to that. He's not, right? He's not. When you view these people as Democrats with bylines, it all makes a lot more sense. You're not the resistance. You're the machine, guys. You're the machine. You know, for people who are like, we're the resistance, rage against the machine. I love that band. Like, you're it. You got you. You can't claim to be part of the resistance when you have all of the levers of big government, big tech, and big media, Hollywood, right? You have all of these these industries, these entities that are all on your side. You're not resisting anything. You're not. You're the status quo. You are the machine. So, uh, Facebook censors the post to help Joe Biden's 2020 campaign. That was the New York Post's editorial. Twitter, Facebook, censor the New York Post over Hunter Biden expose. That was the New York Post, right? That's what was happening. Nobody was covering that stuff. I shouldn't say nobody was covering. They were covering the decision to not let the New York Post publish their story or, or spread it via Twitter and Facebook. There was some reporting on that, true. But you had some outlets that wouldn't even link to the article. Because they said it was, you know, not corroborated. Which is always amazing to me how quickly other news agencies get corroboration immediately after somebody else does. As soon as someone does the first story, then all of a sudden, you ever notice this? A whole bunch of other media outlets immediately get corroboration of the story. (laughs) Like, is it the same source that's corroborating this? Or are you just pretending you have corroborating sources that, you know spoke on condition of anonymity, <laughs> but it's actually you just reading the paper <laughs> and or watching this other outlet that did the story first. It's this double standard. Well, here's another example. I pulled, these are just two, saw them today on social media this morning before I was, uh, before I, you know, when I was prepping for the show. Yahoo does one story. This is from uh, October 3rd, 2017. Quote, a headline, quote, Melania Trump mocked for wearing Timberland boots. This is not a modeling show. Okay, wait a minute. I don't understand. What's wrong with Timberland boots? Did something happen? Did I miss some cultural zeitgeist on Timberlands? I was. I just thought they were good boots. Anyway, um, so Yahoo attacks Melania Trump for wearing Timberland boots. Okay, that like simply the act of. Putting on footwear, a particular brand of shoe, is enough to 
uh, to induce this kind of a reaction from Yahoo. Fast forward to September 16th, 2020. So three years later, Yahoo headline, quote, Kamala Harris may have made Timberland boots cool again. (sighs) Isn't it amazing? One woman wears Timberlands and it's mock worthy and you get a headline out of it. And another woman wears Timberland boots and she's making them cool because she's cool. Kamala Harris is cool. I mean, look, I can think of a lot of adjectives and descriptors for Kamala Harris, but uh, cool is not one of them. Definitely not one of them. Um, Here's another one from The Guardian. This one is even better. There's a woman named Arwa Madawi, and uh, she's an opinion writer at The Guardian. Here's the headline from Wednesday, September 18th, 2019. Headline, why Ivanka Trump's new haircut should make us very afraid. I'm not kidding. Okay, that's the actual headline. (laughs) Why Ivanka Trump's new haircut should make us very afraid. That was September 2019. Uh, One month later, October 2019, headline, same person, quote, the uproar over AOC's hair is a reminder that women can't win under the patriarchy. (laughs) See, that's what you get. It's the big D shield. When Ivanka Trump gets a haircut, Right. Oh, my gosh. This is an indication of all that's wrong with the Trump administration, the evil that is Trump and Republicans. But when AOC gets a haircut, stop criticizing her, you patriarchal members. Yeah. Patriarchal patriarchy members of the patriarchy. We'll just say that. How about this? The uh, folks over at Dictionary dot com. They've just rewritten our language for us. Thank you, Dictionary, which. I'm starting to now not even trust the dictionary. That's how bad this is becoming. So on, let's see here, November 1st, here was the definition of the term court packing. Quote, an unsuccessful attempt by President Franklin D. Roosevelt in 1937 to appoint up to six additional justices to the Supreme Court, which had invalidated a number of his New Deal laws. Okay, that is. That's an accurate description. I would say they probably should add a little bit of context in there uh, to reflect the fact that he was trying to put them in there so uh, they would all be of a like mind, that they would support him, right? Um, like that was sort of the intent was to uh, to affect the outcome of cases. But at a, I don't know, at a sort of overview level, this is fine, right? It was an unsuccessful attempt by FDR to put six additional justices onto the Supreme Court because it kept ruling against him on his socialist policies. Okay, so uh, all right, I added that last part, but it, that, that, it was the New Deal laws. So that was the, that's been the definition for almost 100 years, right? Everybody has all, anybody who knows, let me say it this way, anybody who knows U.S. history has known this is the definition. And I became aware just recently, right, in the last few months during the Amy Coney Barrett hearings that there are a lot of people, I know this is going to come as a shock, they don't know history. They do not understand history. They don't know it. And so when they hear court packing, they just thought it meant whatever Democrats told them it meant. And what Democrats told them it meant was putting people on the court you don't like. And so on November 1st, the term court packing meant what it has meant for 100 years. FDR trying to pack a court with extra people in order to get favorable rulings. But on December 1st, now court packing means something else. The primary definition has now been moved down to the secondary definition, and the new primary definition is the practice of changing the number or composition of judges on a court making it more favorable to particular goals or ideologies and typically involving an increase in the number of seats on the court. So what they did was they took the Democrats' definition because Democrats changed it, because Democrats needed it to change in order to make their attacks more potent. So they needed it to, well, we're, we're, you know, we're not just, you know, an outlier in packing the courts. We, you know, we want to add some seats, yes, but you guys are packing the courts because you replaced Ruth Bader Ginsburg with a conservative. That's not court packing. That's not court packing. That's filling a vacancy. OK, 
Okay? And yes, it shifts the ideological makeup of the court. But see, as I just articulated, there's another term for that. You don't need to take an old term that means something else and turn it into something because you're trying to normalize your egregious behavior. That's what that's about. They tried to justify their bad behavior. And speaking of bad behavior, China apparently had a spy that was sleeping with elected officials around America. Uh, she's now gone back to China back in 2015. I'll tell you what that's about in a minute. First, let me tell you about how I sleep. Well, it's it's just, I just sleep more deeply now. That's it. It's CBD oil. CBD oil from Growers Hemp. I take a couple of drops before I go to bed. And when I go to bed, I stay asleep. And like throughout my whole life, that was really never the case for me. Okay, unless I was like really, really, really tired. I was always a tosser and a turner. I don't have that problem anymore. So what are you looking for? Uh, are you looking for lower tension, immune system resilience, a balanced state of mind, positive mental outlook? Check out Growers Hemp, full spectrum hemp extract. Add it to your daily routine and uh, discover what your reasons are for taking it. CBD oil, it's, fr uh, it's from Growers Hemp. These are North Carolina farmers. Uh, they've been in business uh, for several years now, and they've been cultivating their business like their fields. These are family farms, and they're like, look, why don't we control this process rather than some like out-of-state uh, you know, California-based companies that fly in and they're like, we'll tell you how to do all of this. They're like, no, we're going to control this process from seed to shelf, which means what? Better quality and lower prices for you. They want to help you on your wellness journey. And if we can save some family farms in the process in North Carolina, I find that to be a win-win. So uh, go to the website, growershemp.com. And remember on checkout, use the promo code Pete, my name, Pete, for 20% off growers hemp from north carolina farmers to your home as with all cbd products i got to read this from govco these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration the efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by fda approved research and these products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease and nothing i have said is meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from your healthcare provider please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product growers hemp growershemp.com it's about the hemp and not the hype so china <laughs> story from axios.com a suspected chinese intelligence operative developed extensive ties with local and national politicians including a u.s congressman in what u.s officials believe was a political intelligence operation run by china's main civilian spy agency between 2011 and 2015 axios found this in a year-long investigation again what a difference a month makes do you think this might have been important Prior to the election, ooh, do you think this might have been important when a particular congressman that has now been identified as part of this uh, this story, uh, when he was leading the charge to tell us all about how Russia was interfering and how Trump was a Russian agent and how Trump had been compromised, and oh, well, actually, you're the one with a commie Chinese spy in your midst, and maybe a little bit closer than your midst. I'm going to get to that. While the suspected operatives' activities appear to have ended during the Obama administration, concerns about Beijing's influence operations have spanned President Trump's time in office and will continue to be a core focus for U.S. counterintelligence during the Biden administration. So the woman at the center of the story, her name is Fang Fang. Or I, I don't know how that's... Uh, I assume that's correct. Fang Fang or Fang Fang. I don't know what the tone is supposed to be. You can call her Fang squared, double fangs. I don't know. She went by Christine Fang in America, and she targeted Congressman Eric Swalwell, who ran for president in 2020, um, and at least two Midwestern mayors. Even though U.S. officials do not believe Fang received or passed on classified information, um, the case was, quote, a big deal because there were some really, really sensitive people that were caught up. Well, that's interesting. Really, really sensitive people. So there, there's more than Eric Swalwell. And by the way, Eric Swalwell, he's on the Intelligence Committee on the House. And the Republicans on that committee, they were never told that Swalwell had been given a what's called a defensive briefing by the feds. When they found out about this woman, Christine Fang, 
they went to Swalwell. So it is amazing, again, when you're a Democrat and you've got a spy in your midst, what what is the what does the federal agencies do? They right, they come to you and they're like, Hey, just a heads up, that person over there that you're sleeping with, I well, maybe we don't know for sure because Swalwell won't confirm, but he kinda does. Anyway, that woman over there that's bundling uh you up in the bed sheets. No, bundling money, I'm kidding, just bundling donations. Um yeah, she's apparently a communist Chinese spy. So heads up on that. And, and Swalwell was like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. Cut off all ties. You know, I'm out, even though she was already like gone to China. But um, they were never told that he was given that defensive briefing. Why is that important? Well, if China has targeted a member of the intelligence committee, don't you think everybody else on that committee should know that China did that? Because, I mean, yes, you should always be on guard, but it seems like they made some inroads here. Right. Also, Nancy Pelosi is refusing to say whether she knew of any of this when she appointed Swalwell to the Intelligence Committee. Yeah. Interesting. A statement from Swalwell's office provided to Axios.com said, quote, Representative Swalwell long ago provided information about this person whom he met more than eight years ago and whom he hasn't seen in nearly six years, gave this information to the FBI to protect information that might be classified. He will not participate in your story. Amid a widening counterintelligence probe, federal investigators became so alarmed by Christine Fang's behavior and activities that around 2015, they alerted Swalwell to their concerns, giving him that defensive briefing. Swalwell immediately cut off all ties to Fang. And he has not been accused of any wrongdoing. Fang left the country unexpectedly in 2015. Is it really unexpectedly? Really? I mean, I'm, yes, to the people that knew her at the time and didn't know she was a spy, like they they probably were you know, caught off guard by it. It was unexpected to them. But looking back on it now, when when Swalwell gets the defensive briefing and now he's aware that there's an investigation and all of a sudden she flees the country. I'm going to put two and two together here and say that she probably was aware that her cover was blown. What do you think? <laughs> That's why she left right at the time when they're investigating her and they, they're like, yo, Swally, uh, just a heads up, buddy. Uh, your paramour there is a, uh, I'm sorry, your your political uh, ally is a communist spy, which really is a bit on the nose for the Democratic Party, isn't it? Oh, come on. Like, that's... Like, that's so obvious. This is the, the commie jokes write themselves here, people. <laughs> OK, you may call these cheap shots. That's fine. Sometimes I take them in the years. The uh, in the years since the Fang probe, the FBI has prioritized investigations into Chinese influence operations, creating a unit in May 2019 within the bureau solely dedicated to countering Beijing's activities at the state and local levels. U.S. national security officials believe the threat posed by China has only grown with time. Quote, she was just one of lots of agents, said a current senior U.S. intelligence official. By the way, all of the all of these uh, stories I'm giving you, they're all linked up at the Patreon page under Pete's Prep. Uh, I keep a running list uh, every week of all of the show topics that I cover and all of the links to the articles that we cover. Um, and so, like, I'm I'm just giving you sort of the highlights. This is a very lengthy article. I'm just giving you the highlights here. Uh, Fang also engaged in sexual or romantic relationships with at least two mayors of Midwestern cities over a period of about three years, according to one U.S. intel official and one former elected official. At least two separate sexual interactions with elected officials, including one of these Midwestern mayors, were caught on FBI electronic surveillance of Fang. Axios was unable to identify or speak to the elected officials. Okay, Fang had volunteered for Rogue Connors, unsuccessful 2014 House of Representatives uh, election. She uh, helped with a fundraiser for Representative Tulsi Gabbard, a uh, Democrat from Hawaii, Rokana, uh, or Representative Kana now. Uh, he is a Democrat from California. U.S. counterintelligence officials say they believe Fang acted at the direction of China's Ministry of State Security, which is the country's main civilian spy agency. U.S. officials first noticed her 
through surveillance that they were conducting on a different person altogether, a suspected MSS officer working undercover as a diplomat in the San Francisco consulate, a current uh, U.S. counterintel official said, the suspected officer used the consulate as a base to do outreach to state and local level U.S. politicians, including inviting them on trips to China. Mm. The Justice Department uh, has so far filed no charges against Fang. I like there was a part here where they talked about the Bay Area of California offers ideal conditions <laughs> for intelligence operations by China. Isn't that interesting? Ideal conditions. Now, if you want ideal conditions for selling your home, contact Rowena Patton. Her phone number is 333-4483. That's 333-4483. Uh, she outsells 99% of the realtors in North Carolina. She has buyers already lined up. And if you're looking for a home, do what we did, Christy and I did. Uh, we called her first and only, and uh, we are, you know, moving forward with uh, uh, with our house purchase. Uh, and she has homes in all price points. She's also the official Homes for Heroes agent in Asheville, gives buyers and sellers 25% back from the realtor commissions. This program is open to police officers, firefighters, healthcare professionals, educators, and members of the military. So veterans, active duty, and retirees. Rowena Patton and her all-star powerhouse team. Call them at 333-4483 or go to the website mountainhomehunt.com and then start packing. Like Fang did when she knew she was under investigation. Okay. All right. So more details here. It says that the Bay Area was ideal because... Uh, Silicon Valley is the most important center for tech industry, and uh, it's a hotbed for Chinese economic espionage. Uh, Also, California's economy is the largest of all U.S. states, giving California state lawmakers significant influence over national trends. Uh, Democrats dominate the Bay Area, and uh, anybody seeking proximity to power needs to be in their political circles. By the way, and that's part of they also have a huge Chinese population there. Um, but that's part of the problem with a political monoculture makes it ripe for abuse like that. Um, also, Falwell, uh, again, no one's accusing him of doing anything illegal. Um, he did cooperate and everything. And uh, but he is refusing to say whether he had any kind of a personal romantic relationship <laughs> with this spy. Uh, he's been asked about it in an interview with Politico. Swalwell refused to discuss his relationship with Fang, although he did say the controversy was not going to cost him the Intelligence Committee seat. And um, he was married in 2016. So this was his marriage came after uh, this uh, Chinese spy went back to China. Tucker Carlson on Tuesday night uh, said that U.S. intelligence officials believe that Fang had a sexual relationship with Swalwell. Uh, his staff replied to Fox's request about uh, for comment by saying they would not comment on whether or not Swalwell had a sexual relationship with Fang because that information might be, quote, classified. <laughs> Why would that be classified? <laughs> this is the Cal Cunningham standard, right? If if you have to say no comment when someone says, hey, did you have an affair over here? And you're like, no comment, uh, which is what he said on the second rumored affair Cal Cunningham did, uh, then chances are, yeah, you had a second affair. Or in this case, Swalwell probably had a relationship with that woman. So that's a wrap for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. I do appreciate it. I think you should be well caught up now on all the doings there from Hunter Biden to China. Uh, remember... Subscribe to the podcast. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com and maybe become a patron. Thanks so much for your support. By the way, patrons get exclusive content. We've got our live stream tonight that's happening. So we'll talk with you later. Don't break anything while I'm gone.